What's up, movie lovers? It's your girl, Rossi, and I'm back with another awesome documentary. I have Brooke Parrish with me. And if you remember last month, um, we kicked off our documentary series with um, with uh, The Girl in a Picture. If you guys did not watch that, you guys are welcome to uh, go to uh, Rossi Talks YouTube channel and you can rewatch uh, that documentary. Uh, tonight, Brooke and I are going to uh, discuss and review um, the American uh, manhunt, the Boston Marathon bombing. And um, let's get into it, guys. What's up, Brooke? What's up? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Awesome. I'm doing really good. So um, just a second, guys. Let me get my phone taken care of here. Okay. So just to let you guys know, um, on Rossi Talks Now, um, I'm doing a documentary every month. Uh, Brooke will uh, always choose a documentary, bring it to me, and um, and we'll discuss it. So Brooke decided to uh, to for us to review and talk about the um, Boston Marathon bombing, which is, um, I remember when that happened. Brooke, what made you choose this documentary? Um, yeah, when it first happened, I, you know, was only about 12 or 13 years old. So I knew some details about it, but I didn't know nearly everything that happened afterwards and leading up to the arrest and everything. So um, I just decided to watch it and um, I, you can't stop watching it the whole time. So it's broken up into three different episodes. Right. Um, so yeah, it's a pretty crazy story. And I, I think everybody knows uh, all the details about it, but if right. you don't, you know, that's why I wanted to kind of talk about it. So. Absolutely. So it's been 10 years um, since uh, when that, when it first happened, mm -hmm. um, the Boston marathon bombing happened um, April 15th at exactly 1149 AM um, in 2013. And I'm just going to read a little bit about it guys, if you don't know. So um, the documentary follows the tragedy um, when terrorists detonate, detonated a bomb at the Boston Marathon's uh, finish line. They carried out the attack by placing two homemade pressure cooker or bombs that resulted in three fatalities and numerous injuries. And if you guys don't know what a pressure cooker bomb is, uh, just to let you know, um, they used a pressure cooker bomb because it's, it's actually an improvised explosive device, an IEO, um, IED, sorry created by inserting explosive materials into a pressure cooker. Um, um, and uh, they have a blasting cap um, um, and they put it into the corner of the, the, uh, the cover of the pressure cooker. So um, mm -hmm. they, they made this at home. Um, the bombers end up being um, uh, two brothers. But before we get into that, a little bit about the Boston Marathon. This is a huge deal that happens in Boston every yeah. single, uh, every year. Um, so mm -hmm. I want to just let you guys know a little bit about it because I didn't really know about it. It's actually the world's oldest annual marathon. Um, first held in 1897 and annually thereafter on, on Patriot's Day. So from 1969, the third uh, Monday in April, which commemorates the battles of Lexington and Concord in 1775. Um, so it's a huge deal. I mean, everyone shows up um, for this yeah. marathon and nothing's ever happened like this. So, Brooke, you want to like yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. It's like a giant block party. And um, there's about half a million people that come to watch it just from the street. 
Right. You know, and so it's on Patriots Day, which is like a it's a local holiday. It's not celebrated, right. you know, here in California, but right. um, it's local for them. And so, you know, Boston, um, you know, is a very like community oriented city right. and they love their people and they love their country. So, um, yeah. So, you know, for this to kind of happen was, um, you know, definitely a shock to everybody, including law enforcement and first Absolutely. responders that were there. But right. yeah, and they were, uh, the bombs were, you know, pressure cooker bombs, which, you know, those ingredients you can get from just any general store. Right. Um, and they actually found a lid um, from one of them on top of a roof of a building. Right. So that just kind of shows how explosive it was. But yeah. Right. So. And like it mentioned, um, um, the bombs were placed at the finish line, guys. So, um, uh, and there were two bombs that was placed at the finish line. Um, it was uh, approximately 14 seconds and 210 yards apart. So one bomb goes off. And when you watch this documentary, I mean, if you've seen this on a news and you guys know about it, 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 it the, the, the view that they give you of when that first bombing goes off. Crazy. I mean, I felt it sitting on my couch, you know, and and watching it and just. Imagine being there and the radius of that. Not only that, but um, where the bomb was placed at, kids, like there's kids at this at this event. Like Brooke said, mm -hmm. this is like a block party. And for someone to knowingly do that, um, it, it's, it's absolutely evil, you know? Um, and in this, uh, when this happened, um, let's see, there was 200... And I think it was, uh, let's see, we had 281 victims that were injured. 17 of those victims lost limbs. Um, three uh, or four people died, and I want to mention their names. The youngest um, person that died, his name was Martin Richard. He was eight years old. He was from Dorchester, Mass. Um, we have uh, Lindsay Liu. She was 23. She was from China. Um, we have Crystal Campbell, who is 29 from Medford, Mass. And um, and they they were the three victims that that died that day. And I remember um, when the story starts, uh, the story is being told by different detectives, um, some a lot of people that were there. But there was a main person that the story was told um, from. And her name was do you remember her name? It was um, the McWaters, uh, Karen McWaters. Uh, she was a really good friend of um, Crystal. And mm -hmm. what was so sad about that was um, when all this chaos broke out, you have um, Kevin McWaters who gets a phone call and then he gets a picture sent to him about the bombing. So he's wondering where his wife is or his, his, his girlfriend at the time, fiance at the time. And mm -hmm. they got her mixed up with Crystal because Crystal's phone was in Karen's um, pocket when she was taken to the hospital. So um, the Campbell family, they were told that Crystal had made it, that she was actually in surgery. To come find out, actually, it was, it was wrong. So I remember um, Kevin McWaters had, uh, it's, yeah, Walters had mentioned the fact that that family having to go 24 hours of thinking that their, their, their daughter was alive. And then to find out the next day 
it was an absolute mix up. And it was actually one of his friends that went in and um, went into the surgery room, into the room and saw that it was actually Karen that was in surgery and that Crystal unfortunately had passed. So, and and Karen uh, was one of the victims that actually lost her limb. Um, you want to talk about the the manhunt that that took place? Um, yeah. So uh, immediately afterwards, um, you know, the FBI got involved, um, and so they were trying to you know figure out, of course, you know, the motive or you know, right. um, they they ended up blocking off the street and sweeping it, seeing if they could right. find any more uh, devices, explosive devices. Um, right. They weren't able to find any more. Um, and then, oh, what's pretty crazy that, um, I found out was, uh, 125 phones were recovered from the scene. Um, and so they were mostly just relying on video surveillance, um, from the businesses that line the street, but also from people's phones, any pictures, any videos that they had. Um, they actually went to the airport and set up, I think it was called the Black Hawk Terminal. So it was where they could uh, process any evidence. Um, they they went to the airport to try to you know get people to you know give them any sort of videos or phone uh, or photos that they had before they went back home wherever they were going. So they right. set up this terminal to securely kind of look over all this stuff. So they they were relying just mostly on pictures and videos to try to right. you know pin who could have done it. Um, there was one victim of the bombing he was um he was a saudi uh national okay. or citizen yeah and so they uh i think it was only i think four or five hours after this happened they went to his house to try to find any evidence uh when they approached him he like threw his phone down on the ground and smashed it and so that could be a detonator for you know a bomb you know Right, or trying right. to hide evidence. So th- there's right. a lot of things that were kind of, you know, weird and strange about it, but right. they ended up just kind of being like, he's just a strange guy. Like he, there right. really was nothing, nothing linking him to it. Um, but yeah, and they, they try to keep everything under wraps so that, you know, the media wouldn't leak anything. And then maybe the, um, the people that did this, you know, right. would run away or yeah. Right. And the way that they were able to um, figure out and and start uh, narrow, narrowing in on uh, who did it was, like Brooke said, there at that time, this is 2013, so there's a lot of iPhones, a lot of just, just smartphones, period, plus uh, the uh, the route of the, uh, the marathon um, runners. Um, like she said, there's businesses that also had cameras. Cameras were everywhere, but there was one particular picture that um, uh, a, a, a parade um, viewer, um, or not a parade, I'm sorry, a marathon uh, watcher was, uh, had took a picture and he had steel frames of right across the street in front of him at the finish line. And they happened to see um, a, a backpack and a person standing there. Um, also, the backpack that was retrieved from the bomb, um, the bombing, was obviously shredded to pieces, but they had that. So them having that original backpack, although in pieces, they were a- a- able to connect that to the still picture that the gentleman gave uh, the police officers, the detectives, FBI. And with that, they were able to um, watch footage. And 
I remember them mentioning that there was eight hours of footage, which means that it would take eight hours for them to go through that footage. And them going through that footage, they were able to uh, catch one of the, the terrorists um, in that frame. And they, they, they referred to him as White Hat. At that time, they didn't know there were two of them. They just saw the, the, the first guy, which they referred to as White Hat because he had a white hat on. And as they're tracing uh, this person back um, on video, remember, they're running the video forward, they're rewinding it, they're fast forwarding it, forwarding, fast forwarding it. And as they're doing that, they're able to watch him and trace everywhere that he went until he leaves camera frame. So you get to see him walking into the camera frame with a backpack on and placing it down. And it was just like a normal person, just nonchalant, like, like it mm -hmm. was nothing. And with that, they were then able to see the second bomber and they were able to trace them together as well with backpacks, just like college students, just walking through the crowds just happened like they just were there just to see the marathon runners like everyone else were but they were able to track them with that still picture and them standing there and there was an older um suspect a younger suspect they happened to be brothers um and do you want to talk a little just a little bit about them i don't really want to mention their names you guys can look up and find out who, uh, who they are but i don't want to mention their names um, because I, I, I just, they've had enough, you know, publicity from this. Yeah. So we don't want to do that, but, um, uh, we can tell you a little bit about the brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they were, uh, from Russia or a region in Russia. What, what is it called? Uh, uh they were Chet, 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 Chechen. Yeah. Chechen. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Um, so there, there was, I think, a lot of oppression over there and, um, you know, just wasn't a good place for them to have a family. So their father and his wife and uh, the two kids, when they were pretty young, they moved to the U.S. to pursue, like, the American dream. Um, somewhere in it, it says that his dad realized that the American dream wasn't really what he thought it was. I don't know how relevant that is to like the motive, but right. um, it kind of shows that maybe there was some animosity, but yeah. And then, uh, so one of them was a boxer. Um, his father coached him and then they got him a coach and uh, his coach told him, you know, you should go for the Olympics Right. and come to find out since he's not a U.S. citizen, he couldn't, joined the Olympics and he, right. he couldn't do it. So that's kind of what started the radicalization um, of the older brother. Right. And then the younger brother, I think he just got sucked into it with him. Uh, he was what, a high school or college student. Yeah. And um, he was really, he was known for being really charismatic and everybody right. was really shocked to find out. Very that popular. He could do, yeah. Very popular kid. Yeah. Good student. Right. Um, so this manhunt that took place, it, it took four and a half days um, for them to find uh, the bombers, uh, the terrorists. Um, but there's a lot that happened in between that. I mean, um, first of all, when they find the pictures, when they see them, uh, you have an internal argument between the, the FBI and uh, the police commissioner because once they got those pictures, I believe it was the police commissioner that wanted to um, he wanted the pictures to be uh, 
put out there in public to help the public find uh, this these guys. But there were others that just they felt like it wasn't the best thing to do. They didn't want to tip them off. They kind of wanted to sneak up on them and do that. Um, But um, there's also the problem with the media, because with the media, they were having press conference. Um, There was another press conference they were supposed to have. They decided to cancel it because they had now had found those pictures, but they were trying to figure out what they wanted to do. Um, Unfortunately, with the media, um, them not being able to to have that press conference, they kind of ran with their own stories and just kind of made things up. A lot of misinformation um, from Mm -hmm. the media at that time. Um, So there was a certain point to where they agreed, meaning uh, FBI commissioner, we're going to go ahead and release their pictures. And once the pictures were released, there are many different people that are um, talking um, in this documentary and giving their standpoint. Well, you have uh, friends that knew the younger brother. And um, like Brooke said, they were shocked. They were so shocked that even though they knew that it looked like him and could be him, they were just flabbergasted. They couldn't, they didn't want to, they, they, one, one of the gentlemen said that he didn't want to, um, he didn't want to say anything because he couldn't, he couldn't believe that that was his friend mm-hmm. that did that. So none of them gave up. Even a teacher, a teacher saw the picture as well and, and, and thought it could be his student, but they were just, their mind would not allow them to believe that that was him. And that's, what's crazy about it is this kid was not who he, he had a double life, like absolute, absolute double life. Now Mm -hmm. the older brother, you know, I didn't really hear too much about too many people saying that they knew him or, or, or whatnot. I just know that they were surprised by uh, the younger brother being involved to where they just Mm -hmm. their blinders on. So um, with that, um, we then, after the pictures released, uh, a, a, a short time later, maybe a week or two, I don't know. Then we have an, a shooting at MIT where the police officer gets shot at the MIT. Uh, it was what, a, a carjacking or something like that. I remember one of the, the commissioner, um, well, the, the media asking the commissioner, do you feel like releasing that picture caused this cop to die? Because at the MIT campus, um, a cop in, ended up being shot just sitting in his cop car and uh, minding his own business. And uh, I guess it was a robbery or carjacking. And uh, I think trying to get his gun or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. They were trying to get the, the cop's gun and uh, they they executed him in in his in his police car. And then from there, you have um, a young man named uh, uh, his name was Danny. I think it was. Yeah, Danny, actually, um, Danny Mean, um, he was carjacked by the brothers, the terrorists. And uh, he was told to um, go to the bank. So they have them on bank on the bank using the guy's uh, Danny's bank card. From there, Danny lets them know, you know, I I did. I don't have gas in my vehicle. It's probably good for us to get gas because. Danny was saying that they were on their way to New York and he believes that they possibly were going to New York to plant maybe another bomb. Um, He doesn't know. And uh, I remember him 
being frightened because I mean, he, he thought he was going to die that evening that he was kidnapped um, by the two terrorists. And you want to talk about just that scene, which uh, which this is the smell of a warm three day old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. <sighs> and this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra strong trash bag with new fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty. <sighs> smell the difference. When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. I guess the shootout that ends up happening um, in Watertown. But just talk about uh, yeah. Danny and, and what happened with that. Yeah, so the uh, Danny had just pulled over to, I think, answer a text. And um, he saw a car pull up behind him and then... Uh, one one of the guys, I, th- I think it might have been the older brother. He jumped into the side and, um, you know, told him to start driving. Um, and so he was terrified. And um, the older brother was kind of bragging about what they had done and kind of admitted and gave himself up to Danny, you know, maybe to instill fear into him. I'm, right. I'm sure it was. Um, so then I think at some point the the two brothers ditch their car. And so then the younger one hops in um, and Danny says that, uh, you know, his car needs to get some gas. So they pull up to the gas station and that's when he just makes a run for it. And um, he was like, I, you know, felt like that was my only chance, you know, to get away. So um, yeah, he left, he ran across the street to a different uh, gas station and he actually memorized the transmitter number to his GPS tracking device. And he was like, I don't know why I just remembered it, but (laughs) you know, I just, I knew what it was. So um, yeah, they were able to track them to Watertown, which is where the police, um, you know, try to interfere and arrest them. And then that whole situation. Oh my gosh. I never heard about the second part of this. Yeah. So I didn't know that it was that kind of manhunt, but like, that's not all that happens either. There's still more right. to it. Hey guys, Johnny from Movie Lovers Unite. And let me just tell you something. Sometimes it's always hard to find the best person to edit your podcast. Well, I went through several other people to actually help me with my podcast. And the best one that I know of that actually charges really great for podcasters is Christian Obrey. And I just want to mention this. His business is Editing by Christian. Go on ahead. Let him edit your podcast. His prices are very reasonable. He'll work with you. He's 110% a fantastic person. And he's honest to the fullest. And this is John DeGregorio from Movie Lovers Unite. So, yeah, the, the police, they, you know, um, they follow them into a, uh, a suburban neighborhood. And that's when... Uh, the brothers just immediately start shooting oh. at them, um, yes. trying to throw more um, pipe bombs or uh, pressure cooker bombs at them. Yes. And uh, the boys, you, you can see actually videos or like yes. footage of this all happening. And uh, they were trying to, you know, get cover behind the SUV that they took from Danny. Right. And they go and throw out a pressure cooker bomb, but the lid Right. It came off. So if the lid had stayed on and it boiled up to, you know, 
yeah. the peak of, you know, how much impact it was going to have, then, you know, that whole street would have been just wiped oh. out, you know? So, Absolutely. yeah. And, you know, there were residents trying to come outside of their homes and see what was going on. And, um, you know, there definitely could have been a lot of casualties, but luckily there weren't. Um, right. But, yeah. And so then one of the police officers, he finally kind of gets behind them uh, from where they're like, you know, behind the car. He finally kind of gets behind them and he starts shooting at the older brother and he must have been hit. You know, he says like seven or eight times. Yes. And I thought at some point he was going to say, oh, well, he had a bulletproof, you know, vest on. But yeah, right. I don't think he did. No, and they didn't he, mention that at all. Like he was getting up like he was still like going yeah. after them it was it that yeah. was the we're in a neighborhood guys this is in a neighborhood we're all just a, this in watertown is a very small town you know very a, small. nothing happens like that in watertown it, no, it exactly. doesn't um i think they have uh well john mcclain who was um a watertown um police uh officer uh he was the first one on the scene okay and he even mentioned like he he don't even believe he's pulled his gun out before uh, in Watertown. That's how right. safe this place was. And then you have um, Jeffrey uh, Puglisi Jr., who was the police sergeant of Watertown. They don't know that they have the Boston bombers. They the call came in for carjackers that that he was that they was a carjacking. They don't know that. So this this fight that Brooks talking about them getting into this freaking Wild West uh, gunfight that they get into in the middle of a street mm-hmm. houses on each side. I mean, they're going at it and the brothers are throwing pipe bombs, the, the pressure cooker bombs, like Brooks said, thank goodness that cap, you know, mm-hmm. wasn't on because it, it, it could have killed them. And that's another thing. These two, the, the police officer, um, John McClain, um, Mc, I'm sorry, McClellan, um, he's like, I, when he's telling his story, he's just kind of like, can't believe that they're, they're throwing bombs. And he doesn't even put together, okay, uh, the, the marathon bombers. It's not even, it hasn't even hit him that that's who they have. They literally think it's a carjacking. Um, I do have a problem um, with the fact that the shootout that they had with these guys, the bullet holes in the people's doors, uh, one bullet Mm -hmm. almost hit a baby that was in its crib. Like, thank God no one, no one died. No one was hit with bullets in in their homes. And you you get to hear the 911 calls of the residents you know, saying, I hear a bang, I hear shootings, and you in the 9-1 dispatcher saying, we know what's going on, go back into your place. Um, mm-hmm. At this scene, though, the brother ends up, the older brother, ends up getting ran over by his younger brother, because through this whole chaos, the younger brother is able to get back in an SUV, and they're in the street trying to apprehend the older brother. As yeah. over the radio, he they hear the SUV, the 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 SUVs coming for us. You see yeah. them get out the way. What did you think of that when they showed that footage of him getting ran over? I couldn't believe. So, um, what was really crazy? So after that, police officer kept shooting at him, and you know he was still standing up. You know, um, 
uh, I think maybe his uh, the older brother's gun jammed or he didn't yes, have anything did. else. So it did. Um, you can see footage of him walking from the SUV that they stole, walking towards the police, and he's just booking it towards them. Right. I don't right. know. You don't know what he's gonna do, you know. But you're just kind of like, what? Exactly. And so they they apprehend him. They get him on the ground finally, and you know, there's a group of you know three or four police officers just on top of this guy and that's right. when the younger brother he ran into the suv and i don't know what the hell he was thinking was going to happen but right. he was probably going you know 45 50 miles an yes. hour just punched on the on the gas and ran his brother over actually i, I think he was trying to run over the police officers um yes. but you know they were quick enough so he just ran over his brother and dragged him you know what 20 30 feet or something like that i don't know right. But really, really horrible. No, it was. I was thinking, like, I wonder if he ran over his brother because basically maybe they had a conversation. If we ever get caught or something happened, you kill me, I kill you or something. It must I was have thinking been. maybe maybe that's why he ran over his brother, because it was like intentional. Like, even as the cops get yeah. out of the way and there's so many cameras that you you see that. Um, and you see the brother underneath the, the SUV being dragged. And so um, so what ends up happening is your younger brother ends up getting away. He he eludes he mm -hmm. the police. He gets away. Uh, they, they show you can see that he pulls up at a stop sign. He gets out of the car, out of the, the, the SUV and he takes off running. So they don't know where he is. They get the 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 older brother to the hospital where he then dies. Um, from his mm -hmm. injuries, which were horrible. Um, and so now we're out to find the younger brother. And that was just, they didn't know where, where he went. Okay. So they're thinking maybe he's still in Watertown. So they need to do a little bit more research because remember, I don't think at this point, they, 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 yeah, at this point, they do know who he is. They do know his name at this point, the younger brother's name. Um, it, it is, the things that are going on is so devastating that they they had to shut down the city of Boston, like every little town, every the Boston was on lockdown. They, couldn't they come shut out of your down homes. the public transportation too. So Everything. you couldn't use the bus. You couldn't right. like stay inside your house. Right. And they were just going to sweep that entire place. Absolutely. So. Um, yeah, they, it, it was on. They had to get him um, because they still don't know. Um, and, and actually, at this point, they do know that, OK, they 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 did have bombs with them. And just to wrap up the scene at uh, Watertown. Um, so once that's all cleared up, the two officers are told by agents that showed up in Watertown. Do you guys know who you have? And they're like, yeah, they're, they're carjackers. And they're like, no, they're not. You guys just you guys had the Boston, uh, the marathon bombers. That's mm -hmm. who you guys had. So this small police force were the ones that um, that took down at least one of them. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, it, there are so many heroes in this story. Danny definitely um, Danny Ming is definitely a hero because if not oh, for yeah. him and, the, and him uh, uh, making that daring escape that he made from them, knowing that they could shoot him. And I remember him telling his story and he's like. He, he felt the one brother reach out to try to grab him as he ran. And you see him mm -hmm. shooting across the park, Tim, at. Um, Yeah, I can't 
quite remember all of the details, but I I think somebody got a report um, that maybe there was somebody hiding in a boat. Um, right. So everybody was told to stay inside. Yeah. Um, and they I, I forget how long they had been sweeping the town for, but it was for quite a while. And they were like, OK, yes. where could he be? Like, you know, we're now reaching the end of it, you know. Right. And uh, yeah, that's I think they got a report that somebody was like hiding out in, you know, this uh, boat. So they go and approach right. it. And you also have video footage of that. And it's like silence. They're all kind right. of watching the boat. And right. just out of nowhere, just gunshots, you know, aiming yes. directly at them, you know, just out of nowhere. So, yeah, um, pretty, pretty crazy stuff. So they, they, the, the, the final day. So it was four and a half days later that they found the, the, both of them. Okay. The suspects. Um, and it was on April 15th, uh, 2013 at exactly 1149 a.m. Um, that they were able to find them and where this wrapped up. Um, this story is an amazing story. Um, if you've seen it on the news, you you have not even seen the full story because I don't think we knew about MIT, uh, especially Watertown. Yeah. I don't remember just them being as, um, as in-depth um, with reporting like they did with this documentary and really giving us a... a, a insight look at exactly mm -hmm. what happened. Um, and so um, they they still have the marathon uh, every year. Um, that's mm -hmm. one thing about the people of Boston. Uh, they are patriotic people. They're strong people. They're a close-knit uh, city. Boston strong. Um, Boston strong, absolutely. Yeah. And it is a beautiful city, one of the most beautiful mm -hmm. cities in the United States. Um, and they, 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 you know, stood up and and continued on with their life, and um, but they'll never forget the victims. And again, yeah. let's um, let's. I want to mention um, we have Martin Richard. He was eight years old. He was from Dorchester, Massachusetts. Um, you have uh, Lindsay Liu. She was twenty three. She was from China. We have Crystal Campbell, who was twenty nine, from Medford, um, and they they lost their lives um, because of these two selfish um, young men that were angry because things weren't going the way that they had uh, planned for it to go in America. And, um, and they were, they were also, it was saying that they were getting revenge because of the war that was happening in, in Iraq and Afghanistan. So this was an, a revenge on America as well. So um, the, yeah. like we said, the oldest brother died. The younger brother is now um, serving. Um, it's, it's, he's on death, death row. Um, he is right now. He he Good. is on death row. I think that they mentioned that the they tried to overturn his sentence to life, but it was um, upheld that he would be on death row. So um, if I'm mm -hmm. wrong, you guys go watch the documentary. It's really good. You can see it on Netflix. Um, I don't believe it's a limited series. Um, there's three mm -hmm. episodes, um, and um, uh, the first episode's about 39 minutes long. The second one's 52 minutes. And the last one is probably about 52 minutes long. It is a really good documentary. Brooke, what did you think about it overall? Um, yeah, I mean, it was just kind of a shock from start to finish. You know, uh, the first episode just kind of, you know, goes into, like I said, you know, the city and right. the Boston Marathon and the history right. of it. And, you know, the initial events that, you know, took place from, you know, the start of that. Um, right. 
but yeah, it, everything else was like complete news to me. And uh, yeah, I uh, definitely was shocked by all of it. But um, yeah, I hope people can watch it now and, um, you know, just try to understand those situations a little bit Absolutely. more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, definitely watch this on Netflix. Um, um, you can stream it on Netflix or, um, I don't think it's streaming anywhere else because it is a Netflix, uh, special. Um, but Brooke, I appreciate you bringing that, uh, to the audience. By the way, guys, this is, uh, episode, uh, 31 of Rossi Talks. So, um, I meant to celebrate our 30th episode, um, with Big B, um, but this is our 31st episode. So, um, congrats to us. We made it this long. Um, uh, hopefully we are, uh, we'll have many, many more episodes coming. Brooke's going to come back again, uh, next month with another documentary. I wonder what she brings so far. She's been hitting it out of the ballpark with these documentaries. They've been really good. I thank you for coming mm-hmm. on. Um, you guys, appreciate it. Um, thank you. no, anytime. Absolutely. Uh, we're, we're happy that you're a part of the channel and, um, and from what everyone, uh, the listeners on the podcast are really liking the, the, the documentary. So I appreciate Good. you guys uh, to those who listen to me on, um, on a podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, you know, you can find movie lovers unite um, Rossi talks on the podcast. I happen to listen um, through good pods and uh, you guys can catch all the old episodes uh, with John and I um, uh, top tens that we've done a couple of years ago. So please go back and rewatch that. And also guys, um, you know, take out your phone sometimes when you're listening to me, take it out, go to Rossi Talks on YouTube. Please hit the like, subscribe to the channel, guys. I really uh, could use the help to grow that channel. All right. And um, other than that, that's about it. Um, Brooke, do you have anything you that's coming up? Do you want to talk about anything? Uh, no, I mean, I'm just kind of trying to decide what I want to do for the next one. Um, I keep telling you about the Alpinist. It, it's not... Um, a true crime documentary or anything, but definitely um, if you want, you know, a tearjerker for sure. It oh. is um, very emotional. Uh, but <laughs> it's, it's like an hour and a half long okay. and it's just kind of a cool little look into that world of, you know, the people that rock climb and do the free soloing and stuff. Absolutely. So I thought of that one. I thought of the okay. Waco one on okay. Netflix is pretty intense. So I'll, okay. I'll let you know, but yeah, yeah, whatever you pick, we're we're um, willing to watch. So far, you've done good. I appreciate that. I can't wait for you to come back. Um, guys, we have, um, let's see, uh, Wednesday, I'll be with uh, Don Tucker um, from the Multiverse, and um, he's going to be interviewing me Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Um, also, we have uh, Sandman uh, uh, Season 1, Episode 4, that uh, John will be joining me for that review. Um, we'll probably do it Wednesday. If not, guys, we'll do it next week. Um, and let's see. I also have Jay Stackabell coming in at the uh, end of the month on the 26th. And we're going to do the Which Way It's Up uh, uh, rewatch and review uh, starring Richard Pryor, which was an awesome film, classic film. I love it. And um, and then we'll roll into July. And we have a few shows, a lot of actually a lot of shows coming up in July. We're going to really get into um, the Sandman and further along in that series. Also, um, our video game show is going to be the second week of July. I'll make sure I post that. I have Don Tucker coming back. I have Frito coming back. I have Trust coming back. And we are going to discuss our top five favorite open world games. All right. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Also in August, 
just to give you guys a heads up, we are going to be reviewing summer of games and upcoming games that we're looking forward to uh, this Christmas season, um, falls, uh, winter. So we're looking forward to talking about that. Until next time, I'll definitely see you guys back here. Uh, please go check out Alex Haynes for A-Town Reviews. You can uh, uh, check out him on um, Instagram. Um, it'll also be in the link. Please check out John DeGregorio um, for Movie Lovers Unite. And uh, uh, his um, information will be in the link. And I appreciate you guys stopping by. Also, you can follow Brooke on Instagram. All of her information is also in the link, guys. So check Brooke out. Thank you so much. And we are out of here. 